they, they've left me on red quite a few times. Uh, we feel the same way about Liquid Death. Hashtag still not a sponsor. <laughs> I actually ran out. For those who are paying attention, I ran out of Liquid Death, and I'm still drinking uh, some other brand, Simply Bubby, bub, Bubbles. Simple blub, sim, Simply <laughs> Bubbles. Can't even say it. It's so dry. Well, because it's hard to say an 8-bit. it's killing me what's up everybody justin here host of the all things msb podcast and i want to take a few minutes just to talk to you about the upcoming aces conference aces conference is a conference that i've been hosting we're going into our 10th year this year we're going to be live in person in salt lake city may 15th and 16th 2024 Aces is all about the business side of IT consulting. We're talking about management, marketing, branding, legal, HR, business methodologies, uh, social. All of these things are covered. Not sponsor driven. This is purely content driven. We bring in some of the best speakers to come and talk to you. So this way you can elevate your MSP. Tickets are on sale now. They're $8.99. But with the special 10% coupon code ATMSP, you get 10% off. If you have any questions, please hit us up on the All Things MSP Facebook group. Uh, DM me, ask me any questions. I can't wait to uh, see you there live in person, Salt Lake City, May 15th and 16th, acesconf.com for more details. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things MSP Podcast. I am your host, Pixelated Justin, if you're watching on YouTube. And with me always is my good friend, podcast host, podcast producer extraordinaire, co-host, friend, pirate, and uh, the man who's much clearer because his streaming services are better, Mr. Eric Anthony. Eric, what's up, buddy? Well, and I'm the one who's always worried about, you know, how my, you know, how my internet connection is. So much so that I've actually prepaid for the company that's building fiber out here so that as soon as it comes to my neighborhood, I'll be one of the first people to have it. I don't think my problem is my ISP. I think, honestly, I need to call, you know, what is it? The cobbler has no shoes. I need to sit down and, like, look at my wiring and figuring it out. I've I've been having random problems for the last couple of weeks. And even though we record, like, nine a day, uh, this is the first one that's gotten a little blocky. So if you're listening to this on the – in your car like you should be, and then you're like, hey, I wonder what's going on. I want to watch it on YouTube. There's a good chance this one's never making it to YouTube. (laughs) Or it just might because it's funny. Blocky, Justin. It's fine. No one's no one watches the YouTube for me. It's eight bit, Justin. <gasps> and as we know, if you're paying attention, you listen to this in order. Justin loves a good eight bit. Uh, we have a guest today. We love it when we have a guest on. Uh, maybe that'll detract people from looking at me and looking at the, and they'll look at the guest instead on the YouTube. It does uh, make Mr. your little window smaller. It does, yeah. It doesn't make it any less pixelated. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a wiring specialist in New Jersey and want to offer some help to me, DM me on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash all things MSP. Uh, I'm usually the one who writes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, yes, yeah, so we have a guest on today, Mr. Trevor Thomas, VP of Sales from Zen Contract. Let's bring him up. Trevor, how are you today, ma'am? I, I'm good. And like, let, let's be real. You brought me on because I'm pretty. Not yeah, because you're once, pixelated. Yeah. Nah, once, yeah, once in a while, it's it's all about bringing on the pretty boys. Uh, ever, Trevor, <laughs> Trevor, why don't you uh, give everybody like a two minute spiel, like who you are, what's what's Zen contract, uh, you know where you are in the MSP market, and uh, 
I overheard this part earlier. Why don't you tell everybody what your favorite craft beer is? Oh, man. Two minutes. Oh, wow. Um, where do I start? Okay, so let's start on the business side of things. So uh, Zen Contract, we are a contract lifecycle management platform built for MSPs by MSPs. Uh, our founder, Greg Sharp, has been in the MSP space for about 30 years and realized that there's a very big problem with MSPs uh, in the contract space. It, no no one does contracts. They You start out and it's a, this handshake thing, right, where you're like, hey, Justin, we've been good friends. I'm going to manage your IT. Right? I'm going to manage your Microsoft licenses and your AV and these types of things. And, and it just kind of grows organically from there. Uh, and then you're five years, 10 years into the game. And you're like, we have a problem here if there's any sort of conflict or liability issues or where's our contract revenue sitting. Right, So that's kind of where it's born out of. And if you think of DocuSign, it's like that, but on steroids. Right, And that's the easiest way to to kind of dictate it um now when we get to a personal level on the the craft beer side of things any ipa any ipa so when i was in raleigh um there is this company high wire brewing highline yeah. brewing yeah is that it yeah, it's yeah high wire brewing yeah um i've been messaging them for about seven years now trying to bring them to canada and they still aren't here so now so, I know what to bring you next time. When you say you've been messaging somebody for seven years, uh, the first thing that goes to my mind is like, that is definitely an IT person move. And then if you weren't in IT and it wasn't specifically a craft beer, there's a good chance it would be called stalking. Uh, so today, Trevor, we're going to talk a little bit, not necessarily about contracts, but we're going to talk a little bit about the sales cycles, the sure. topic we want to get into. Um, you know, the as MSPs go traditionally, and, and we've had this conversation many times in past episodes, that most people who become MSPs do so because they're good at computers, not sure. necessarily good at marketing or sales or legal or contracts or whatever. <clears throat> and so the 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 whole like they they can set a price or they can learn about what prices should be from you know our shows or other influential influential people and things like that but really like how to how to make that sale start to finish seems to be something that has uh, escaped a lot of people so I, I know eric wanted to bring you on today to talk a little bit about this yeah so, so I'll, let, I'll let eric go <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Er, er, eric you talk you you've got the best background out of all of us so why don't you go <laughs> I don't know about the best background, just the oldest, for sure. Um, so we all know that sales is something that MSPs struggle with. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring on somebody who, you know, is in a position at a, a vendor that has sales leadership experience, has built sales programs, not just in this arena, but also in other arenas. And so... I mean, one of the probably the first question that I would have is when an MSP finally figures out that sales is not just something that happens to them, it's something that they need to actually be proactive about. What are some of those first steps that an MSP needs to do to start building a sales process? Ooh, what a loaded question. Um, 
See, the craft beer one wasn't so bad now, was it? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Uh, no, it, it, that is a very loaded question, though, because there are 30, 100 different steps that you need to take, right? Uh, and, like, it, shameless plug for Zen Contract is taking some of the friction out of that process, right? So having a standardized contract, proposal, quote, whatever you want to call it, um, and just having that automated or just uh, you can send it out in five minutes kind of thing. Yeah. Now, if we take a step back from that um, and say, okay, you've had this, uh, you've engaged with the prospect. Well, the first meeting really needs to be about discovery and setting the steps, right? But there's, there's more to it than that because you can take a step back and go, okay, what is our internal process and how do we actually scope anything, right? Do we standardize our packages, which you should? Um, are we verticalizing and then basing our packages based on that vertical, which you should? Um, so loaded question. Lo yeah, Long-winded no. answer to say it's a loaded question. No, I and, you know, sales is not a easy thing. There are a lot of complex attributes to it. Now, I think when you talk about removing friction, We've done the very same thing at All Things MSP, right? We have a very smooth process for getting somebody a proposal. There's less discovery in what we do. There's a lot more discovery in what an MSP would do. And so that's a, yep. a highly important piece to it. But we take friction out of it by, as soon as somebody says they want to go, I can turn around a contract and send it to them in the eSign software that we use. I attach the appendix and the appendix is the custom stuff, right? It shows all the stuff that we're delivering as part of their specific package. And then as soon as I get that back, it goes into QuickBooks, it gets attached to the invoice and they can pay right from the digital invoice that they received by email. So it's, yeah. it's setting up those processes to make sure that the sales operations work well but you also mentioned the piece about preparation and, and yep. you talked about discovery. Discovery is one of those things where I think MSPs, they don't systemize it. And because of that, they often miss the mark. Do you think that's true? Well, I, I think that it can go one of two ways where you can look at a company and go, um, we've got, our, our gold package and it's the it's the right thing for you because you pay a lot of money for your internet so you you should go with our gold package um so i think there's the, you can lump things into that but i also think more often than not it, people will go down the like let's get into the weeds right and let's go back to sales friction right when you get into the weeds on anything that's going to lead to more questions and more like, is this actually the right thing for me? So when you start talking speeds and feeds with people, you and I, and uh, maybe not Justin, cause he's an eight bit. Um, when you get into the, into the weeds with people, they're not going to know what you're talking about. Right. And especially coming from a technical background, people don't understand that. And that's where that actual, actual friction comes up. Right. So I think, more often than not, it's not about generalizing and saying, hey, you need gold because you spend a lot of money and you need your business to operate properly. It's more about going, well, 
you need this for your internet and this for your we're, we're going to talk about cat 5e cables no no one cares about that right. so it's about the the technical side versus getting into the actual business value well and and great point because i use the word discovery and a lot of times um we kind of equate that to asset discovery right yeah. which is not what we're talking about here when we're talking about sales discovery Sure. We're talking about uncovering pain points, uncovering needs, uncovering gaps in value and and other things that the client needs, regardless of the tech. We'll solve the technical, right. right? What we need to find out is what's keeping them up at night that we can sell them a solution to. Yeah. So, so we do this um, at Virtual in uh, basically – our discovery is a three phone call approach, right? That initial email that comes to us that says like, hey, you know, there's a potential opportunity. I, I need some help. We call them. We only talk to them for 15 minutes that first time. Yeah. Let me hear what this one thing is you're calling me about. The second, then we set up a second call. That second call, I go, I'm, I'm uh, the second call I want to have with you is I want to know about all of your pain points. So I want, I'm sending you home with homework. And that is, I'm because I booked this call with them. They're on for the first 15 minutes. And I say, we're going to book it for whatever date this time on Zoom, whatever. I send them the calendar invite. They have it. And I say, on that call, come to me with all of your pain points, <clears throat> not just the one thing you're asking me about, because I want to know the whole kit and caboodle. And then, Usually by the end of that second call, they will ask us how much is it going to cost. And I never tell them the price on the second call, right? I haven't told them the price on the first call. I haven't told them the price on, on the second call. I will tend to say, you know, like, let's say they're a 10-person office. I'll say like, well, you know, we just did a 15-person office for, and I'll raise, you know, some high-priced number because I want to get the sticker shock out of the way. Then I say, let's have a third phone call. And on the third phone call, because now I've, I'm going to digest the information you gave me on the second one, uh, on this third phone call, I'm going to put together, I'm going to show you the plan and what it's going to cost. And obviously my cost that I'm going to show them on that third phone call is less than what I quoted them on the second one because I did that on purpose, right? Uh, anchoring, I'm anchoring. I'm anchoring the high price so that way the second one comes in a little bit lower. Um, which if you listen to our episode one before or two before where we talk about the the value gap there, right? That's what we're talking about here. And usually by then I say, how does that sound? What does that look like for you? Which is this and and you know, obviously you get the normal like, well, I need to talk to the boss or I need this and blah blah blah, whatever the pushback you're gonna get, which is standard. But at that point though, they've already now talked to me three times. In those three phone calls, I've probably answered one or two little things for them. I've proven my subject matter expertise for them. Um, I haven't hit them with the most expensive bill. I made it seem like I'm giving them a discount because I, you know the numbers worked out differently. Or I, when I did the 14 person office, I quoted at you know 175, and I'm only quoting you at 150 because that's my price point or whatever. That has landed and worked maybe. 85% of the time for us and actually gotten a signed contract um, because that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And, and, and that's, a, it's a ridiculous number, but like the, the thing is that second phone call, because so many people, I think when they, they want to go for the sale right away, right. They, they want to go, what is it? Uh, uh, jab, 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 right hook, right. They go right for the right hook. 
first call close first call close and it, like it, like i'm in software sales and that's what i call it. first call close yeah and that's not the way to do msp sales uh that shouldn't be the way to do any sales unless you're a car salesman but like if you're going to close because you're trying to close a client that's going to provide you're going to be providing value for over the long haul of things yeah it's not a one and done you're never going to see them again so you need to prove yourself to them they're, they're coming to you with something that they need help with and then you know and so on those second phone calls i'm asking them things that they probably didn't come to me with like and i've already looked them up i know who they are i've looked them up on linkedin i've run them through mx toolbox so i know who their email provider is like i've done all these things in advance but then i go you know what are you doing for file storage or like what kind of compliance are you be held to or like all of these very they're very open-ended questions you know what do you want to happen here? What do you what do you what kind of service are you looking for? What do you wish something to happen? And from there, that helps us get to the third phone call. And so I, I I've had this conversation multiple times over the last week where I think you just like hit the nail on the head. What is your end goal? So and this is a tangent. Um, I uh, a tattoo shop that I know I've you know obviously very covered. Um, they come to me because I'm in technology. I'm an idiot, but they come to me because I'm in technology, and uh, they're like, "We want to do this thing, right? We we need we need QR codes, we need booking pages, we we need all these things." Uh, and I'm like, "Okay, whoa, what is your end goal? Is your end goal more bookings? Is your end goal more followers? What is your end goal, right? Yeah. From your end goal, and and like to your point." What is your end goal as a business? You want to avoid downtime? You want to have continuity in your business? You want uh, more efficient operation? Like, there's a lot of end goals. But let's start there, and then we can work backwards, and then we can build a plan. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because, again, like, going back to the original, con what I said earlier, which is that a lot of MSPs, you know, we're, we're computer people. We're not business people. We just want to fix the problem. We just want to solve yeah. the issue. And and when you're trying to make a sale, you're not you, you making the sale and closing the sale is not fixing the problem. Right. Right? There's like a there's like a very specialized yeah. nuanced art to this. It's, That's kind of what we're getting at. It's more about articulating the problem and then being able to articulate the solution to that problem in a way that the yeah. client understands. Yes. Yes, ex exactly that, right? Like, um, I want Zoom because uh, I need to be able to communicate with my clients. Okay, is Zoom going to solve that problem? Or what is what is the actual problem here? Is it that you're not getting in touch with people? You can't uh, effectively communicate? Well, then it's not just Zoom. It might be your email chains. It might be uh, like a SharePoint folder with a OneNote. You know, like... There, there's more into it than just well i need this tool to yeah, right and you you look at it and you go there's tools there's people uh and there's technology right and we, we, you need to solve for all of them yeah and yeah, if you're just people, selling tools you're only selling commodity and commodity has very little margin well and then hey i want zoom it's 50 bucks a month for a user well, why wouldn't one like I don't need Eric or Justin to sell me that? Right. I can just go buy it by myself. Right. We always look at it, as, right. it and I got this from a, a cybersecurity firm. It's people process technology, right? Like there we go. That that's uh, that's that the the thing I was looking for. 
idea. I knew where you're going with it, right? The idea being that like it's you're not solving the problem with technology with a technological answer most of the time. The yeah, technological all answer, all right? The technological answer is going to enhance your offering or is going to enhance the solution. But like selling a Zoom license or selling them an offer three sixty five license is going to. Here's a great example of that is uh, we have a client where there's something going on with their email. They're on Office 365. We really have zero idea what's going on. We couldn't do an email audit on her account. And it took it took us forever to figure out why. And it turned out because she had an E3 and we needed an E5, yep. right? Which there's a big price difference when you go from E3 to E5. Yep. You go from $25 a month to like almost $50 a month and I'm like, and and the person pushed back. And it's we're talking about one license, or we're talking about $25 a month over the course of six or 12 months. It's not a lot of money. But I wasn't solving the email audit problem for the client. I'm solving the we're going to use this thing for a short amount of time so we can solve the bigger thing and make your life happy because you're so pissed off about this thing that keeps happening that we have no insight on. We have to do it this way. The the office license has as much as it is technologically has to do with it, really has nothing to do with the rest of it, right? Because it doesn't matter if the license is the E5 license or a third-party tool, or I just have Eric stand over this client and watch what they do 24 hours a day. Like the price is the price. At the end of the day, the goal is solve the problem so you stop having it. And you can go on like sleep at night as opposed to worrying that there's some issues going down with your email, you know? So that whole process, and it took four or five different phone calls to like get this through because we had to find a way to articulate it to the person who clearly is not technology to yeah. like get the, the value prop behind it. Because even as uh, our clients, they just look at the dollar amount. Oh, I don't want to spend any more money. Well, okay, you can spend $25 a month and we can figure this out in six months and do it. Or you could just like not sleep for the next six months and be dead because you're just so stressed the F out over this stupid thing that I can solve for you for six for 300 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's funny, right? And so personally, I, I, I had a problem uh, in the last year where I would go camping and I was sleeping in a tent, right? That seems like a problem. It, it, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm trying to relate this to, to this certain situation. So I had a problem where I, I was sleeping in a tent, right? And I camp a lot in Canada. I'm 20 minutes from the mountains. So my problem is that it is cold and there's bears and, right? So the, the easy solution is you sleep in your car. Right. And like we're going to the commodity side of things or the easy solution or not selling things properly. Um, so the easy solution is, well, I'm going to sell you an SUV and you're going to sleep in the back of your SUV. The real solution and the value proposition here is, well, buy a trailer. And now you've got your home away from home and you can, right. And like, so yeah. sleeping in our, an SUV is a, a relatively cheap solution if you have an SUV. Versus a trailer where you're spending 70K Canadian, which is like 20 bucks American. Um, 
right? And, and but so what do you think we did? We 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 realized the problem and we bought a trailer, right? And yeah. the, the same can be said in the business sense, right? Where okay, there's a, there is a cheap solution here. There's an easy solution that is very cheap, but it's not actually going to solve your problems. What it's going to do is make them less pronounced. Yep. Right. That was my shame, my shameless Canadian plug with our trailer. Well, and do you guys really call them trailers up there? Or do you call them caravans like they do in the UK? I don't want to get into the snatch conversation right now, but we call them trailers. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking more about Top Gear, about how Jeremy hates caravanning. And he there was one episode where he tore it to shreds like on a downhill rally. Whatever. I digress. Anyway, point being here though, is that in the sales cycle, this is what we're talking about. Like your process of understanding the client's business, not just their technology, understanding their business, understanding their workflow, understanding things that they need to be compliant. I mean, there has not been a conversation I've had in the last six months where I have not said, I don't know your business yet. Are you held to any sort of compliance? And most people go, no. And I go, are you sure? Because <laughs> they don't even know themselves. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, we have this credit machine. Yeah. Your PCI DSS compliant or not compliant or whatever. Um, so uh, my 8 bits turning into 4 bit and watching it happen in real time. It's horrible. I, I, Those and who so, are listening. So am I. And I, it, it caught me off guard. And I was like, Did, is he gone? Is yeah. he gone? For those who are listening and not watching this on YouTube, like I said in the beginning, I'm not letting Eric put this one on YouTube. This is an audio-only podcast. It's a special, oh, so I got to get real I, close. I, don't know. I, I think I think the I think the Threadless Shop needs to have an 8-bit Justin T-shirt. Oh my God, that'd be amazing! Uh, calling all designers in the All Things MSP Facebook group. If you want to design me as 8-bit, one that's amazing, and two, let's make a T-shirt and we'll do something with it. Anyway, point being here though is, um, you know. Even the clients don't really know. So it's your job to, you have to be that dude that they wanted to fire from office space that took the stuff from the client and brought it to the engineer and then reversed it. Like be the person who can translate because if you just talk tech to your clients, they're not going to get it and they don't talk tech enough for you to understand it. So you have to bridge that gap because that's what it means to be a managed service provider, not just like the IT fix it person. Yeah. 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 Uh, understanding their business is so like I, I alluded to this earlier, verticalization. If you can go into a tattoo shop, let's say, right? So um I I, I do some not, not work, I do some consulting with some tattoo shops and they're like, our process sucks. Which of course it does. They're tattoo artists. Right? They, what do they know about IT? How do we fix it? Okay, well, because I know your business, because I've spent a couple hundred hours under the needle. Um, here's the things that would make my experience better. So I'm taking what I know about their business and it, uh, applying it to their business. And now you've got this more robust offering, right? So you can go into a tattoo shop or a dentist shop or business, right? Uh, and say, hey, I know that you still with these things. Here's how we're going to apply what I know about IT from the technical side and make your business better. 
right? We're going to apply a booking system that's going to streamline people coming in for consults. Uh, it's going to clean up your calendar. It's going to make things more clear for your customers. They're going to know that they're being taken care of. They're going to get confirmations. You're going to have a calendar that's clear where you know what's going on instead of managing it from your Instagram uh, messages, right? Like that's, that's a, a very topical space, but it's it, it applies to all businesses. Everyone's got very specific needs that you need to meet. And if you can meet them where they have those needs, you're good. Yep. And it's that hierarchy, right? It's the hierarchy of, yes, you can just solve pain points. Next level, you can do revenue. And then the third level where you can actually enhance profitability. Yeah. And if you can actually sell on those different value pieces, that's where you gain stickiness, profitability, all of those things. And this is where I promote a lot of learning too, because I know a lot of consultants who want to just like, you know, go in with the blinders on, fix what they want to fix and not think about learning about different type of calendaring solutions or scheduling solutions or billing platforms or whatever it is. And like, you don't need to be the expert in all of them. You just need to know that they exist. You need to be in the industry and reading up on, you know, what the, the new things that are out there or listening to podcasts like this or some of our friends are going to events like IT Nation or ACES or whatever, like you need to be constantly learning because if you're not, you're not going to be able to offer those kind of solutions because then someone's going to come to you and say, hey, you know, I know we're a graphic design firm and we've been dealing with, you know, you help us with our Adobe and that's great. But like, we're thinking about expanding and offering, you know, cons consultative services. What can we do for calendaring? And you go, well, I don't know. I don't do that. They're not going to want to hear that from you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, <clears throat> so you, you could be a generalist, right? And so like, let's, let's take a step back from being a generalist. So um, I took bio 30. So I know some stuff about bio. I actually didn't. Um, but so I know some stuff, right? And th this is where a lot of MSPs live. I know some stuff about technology, right? And then you take bio 30 and you're like, actually, I know a, a good amount about business, right? But then you took uh, kinesiology or something like that, right? Now now you're a bit more tailored, right? So each layer you go deeper, you know more about these certain businesses and you can actually hone in on their pain points. And instead of saying, well, you're going to get hacked or um, technology is pain in the ass, you, you can go in and go, hey, for your business, I know that people coming into your shop um, experience a uh, wait time of X minutes and that's delaying your business by x minutes and then that's costing you x dollars per year right so like you can keep funneling down uh to the point where you can provide a real value proposition that's tailored for each business you work with right and it I, i'm not saying that you have to work with tattoo shops i'm and like i actually as msp if you're listening to this do not work with tattoo shops they are a nightmare um and i'll for all my tattoo shops that are listening to this you are a nightmare um but there is you know <laughs> I'm going to send this to my the guy who does my tattoos and he's going to laugh. Um, but like there, there is a, a sense of providing a, a true business relief where you're not just saying, hey, we do your IT. We solve a real pain point in your company yeah. based on your business needs. Yep. Yeah. I, I, 
that's what it's about. That's what it's about being an MSP, solving the real pain points. I don't think we can have a better ending than that. Uh, Trevor, where can people find you online if they want to find out more about you or Zen Contract? Uh, ZenContract.com, Trevor at ZenContract.com. Um, on LinkedIn, it's just Trevor Thomas. Or if you go LinkedIn forward slash Trevor dash YYC, um, or you can just message Aunt Eric and he'll uh, he'll point me point point. Or probably things. in your local tattoo shop. He's Trevor's probably just hanging out in the back, uh, fixing you know POS systems and such like that. Well, Trevor, thanks so much for being here. Uh, I'm Justin. That's Eric. Don't forget to join the All Things MSP Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash All Things MSP. Check us out on YouTube, but not this episode, youtube.com slash at All Things MSP. Like and subscribe on all of your podcasting platforms. Leave a review. Leave a one-star review. Tell us what kind of tattoo Trevor should get next. Maybe the, should it be the All Things <laughs> MSP logo? I'm down with that. Uh, that's it for us. Bye. From your host, Justin Escar, and myself, thank you for listening to the All Things MSP podcast. Join the All Things MSP Facebook group or follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. The All Things MSP podcast is a BizPow LLC production, and even though we drink a lot of it, this podcast is still not sponsored by Liquid Death.